All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, a lovely holiday week, holiday weekend. It's great to be here with you. How are you doing, man? Even though I maybe already know, but how are you doing? <laughs> uh, kind of a mixed bag. Obviously, a lot to be thankful for after yeah. Thanksgiving, but something to not be thankful for. I did take an impromptu trip to Cleveland just to watch the Bucks have a heartbreaking loss in overtime and uh, pretty bitter about it. A game I would say they probably should have won. We'll get into it a little bit later, though, my friend. Don't worry. Sit back and sit tight for just a moment. Other stuff we got to look at. A lot happened this past weekend. The Packers lost again. Aaron Rodgers continues to get banged up. Is it time they mail it in for the year? Looking at what's left on their schedule, where, where the record already sits. Tanner and I are going to let you guys know what we think Green Bay should do for the remainder of the year. Also, speaking of our opinions, we had a pretty big opinion regarding the Jets, okay, and a decision they were going to make benching Zach Wilson. We were pretty much 100% against it. They went they went against our, our opinion there, Tanner, and it seems like it worked out for them. A 31-10 to 10 win over the Bears and the guy they put in there, Mike White, played pretty well, I would say, 300 yards, three touchdowns. So we got to break down, was that the right decision for the Jets? Another team that we have not talked too much about this year because we're both fans of, you know, their quarterback, the team. We try and give them the benefit of the doubt, stuff like that. But it's time. Okay, it's time. We got to look at the Baltimore Ravens. We did the same thing for the Chargers last week. Same thing for the Ravens this week. They keep losing these close games, games they lead in. We got to evaluate the Ravens at this point into the season. And then Tanner, yes, I just have Tanner's thoughts on Bucks overtime loss, okay? He was in Cleveland, guys. He was there. He's going to let us know what he saw firsthand. And speaking of Cleveland, their guy, their quarterback, guy that brings nothing but controversy right now, rightfully so, Deshaun Watson, returning to the field this week, perhaps. Tanner and I are going to break that down, our thoughts, our expectations. And then the Commanders, a team we thought was dead a couple months ago, a month ago, they're 7-5. and five. Where are the commanders sit? What are their chances at making the playoffs? And then Tanner, second half of the show, good and bad. What, what's going on? What's going on? We're going to come back to our favorite segment, the picks favorite. of the week. Yeah. Uh, had a, another pretty decent week, getting ever so close to Casey. We'll <sighs> give you our picks for the week 13, believe it or not, yeah. of the NFL season slate. Yeah. And then to wrap up the show, we're in the thick of the playoff hunt in the NFL, but we want to keep you a little up to date on other sports going on, a little bit of World Cup talk, a little bit of college football talk to wrap up the show. Hey, we know other sports too. We know soccer. Yeah. It's called soccer, right, Tanner? It's called soccer. It's soccer. Okay. We believe in soccer though. People, you know, some people in my family, my blood might, might use the other term, but let's start on Sunday night. The F word? <laughs> the F word, which we don't use. Yeah, we ain't using that word, okay? It's a clean podcast. We ain't using that word over here, but in all seriousness, Sunday night, my friend, 
a team in the NFC East, another team, because the Giants also beat the Packers earlier this year. Another team in the NFC East proved that they can, in fact, beat the Packers. It is not the Dallas Cowboys. It was the Eagles. They won 40 to 33. They had 363 rushing yards. It's pretty good. It's decent. It's pretty it's good. It's like almost as good as Josh Jacobs. Yeah, almost at that. I was I was literally speaking to him though really quickly. I was on my ESPN app refreshing next. I wasn't watching the game live. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Okay, Josh Jacobs has 130 yards. Refresh. He has 240 and another touchdown now, and the game's over. Like, what did I miss? And I'm scrolling Twitter. Okay, that was insane. Props to him. But yeah, there were 300 yards with receiving. That was crazy. So he had a, he almost had that himself, but. Not to knock anything that the Eagles did. That's not the story, though. That's not the story. Rodgers threw two picks. Rodgers is even more banged up, now battling two injuries. The Packers are four and eight. Tanner, I'm coming to you here. What do you do if you're the Packers, right? You're four and eight. You have no real path to making the playoffs, though an act of God that gives you an undefeated slate, right? Like that's probably not going to happen. What do you do here if you're the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, with injuries, and you have a guy like Jordan Love on the bench too? What do you do? Well, it's obviously complicated. It's so tough for the Packers because on one hand, you have the back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and if he wants to play, don't you kind of have to let him play? He is your franchise quarterback. But I feel like long-term for the Packers, it's probably best for them to see what they have in Jordan Love, see if that's a guy they want to keep on their roster, see if Aaron Rodgers is a guy they want to keep on their roster. But One more year he's under contract for, right? So, Yeah, so you don't have a whole lot more options to look at Jordan Love in a real game scenario. But if you put Jordan Love in, you're essentially punting on the season. You're essentially saying, this is it. I give up, which I think with eight losses yeah, might be too early to do. If you have nine losses, though, that's a different story. You're guaranteed to not have a winning season. Right. right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just hurt. I feel like at that point they probably do definitely go to Jordan Love. But I expect Aaron Rodgers gets one more chance to go out there and try to make some magic. And he's saying he's probably going to play this weekend. And Pat Even though, McAfee, you know, like. Yeah. Even though Jordan Love did look good whenever he came in for the Packers. He, like, he didn't play a whole lot. The sample size isn't huge. Yeah. But it, he, he looked decent. I mean, he threw the ball nine times. Better than he did last but year. I mean, those I know it's throws are better. Those six completions that he had, like, yeah, I was impressed. I was. So in comparison to watching him, you know, just get absolutely, I don't want to say humiliated, but he was just scared last time. I feel like we saw Jordan Love on the football field. Now looks like he had a little more composure. Like maybe he felt like he belonged to be out there. Maybe it was the moment. It's like, okay, there's not that much pressure on you right now. Right? Like there wasn't that much pressure on Jordan Love to go into that game. Yeah. Yeah, th- this isn't giving you eerie feelings to of what of what to, I mean to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers like to the Packers like, right like, yeah. like it's not giving you like oh, man percent it is okay hundred okay. percent that, that, that's Everyone, all I, I think all like, I thought about since is like, like how is it not oh, I, I think no. I think it's been oh, that no. since they drafted Jordan Love 
But last night was the first time he looked decent, and I was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers didn't play for his first, like, three years. Like, what if next year he just comes in and he's just Aaron Rodgers? I can't do it. I can't. I can't exist in a world where the Packers just have another Hall of Fame quarterback. I can't do it. Ready to go. Just ready to go. Yeah. It's it sparked the conversation, I'll say, right? Like it sparked the conversation. Cause if he would have went out there and just went 0 for nine, you know, stunk it up one for nine, like again, that's really bad, but it just stunk it up. I don't think we're sitting here saying, roll with Jordan Love, see what you have with Jordan Love. We saw an okay couple of minutes, you know, an okay sample size, a small sample size from him. And we're saying, maybe this kid can play. We're seeing a banged up Aaron Rodgers who costs $50 million a year. We're saying maybe it's not a bad idea to start looking forward. We have to pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option here soon. We don't have too much time to do that. We don't have too many opportunities to see what he looks like, like you said, against the real NFL defense. I think you don't bench him this week. Okay. Again, we've been, we've been, we've been hovering. Like said, don't one more shot. You don't bench him. It's it's Chicago. And who knows if Justin Fields will be playing that defense is torchable. We've seen it now. And in, in consecutive weeks, that defense is torchable. Christian Watson is emerging. Mike White just tore them up. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers, even though he's got, you know, a bad rib and a bad thumb, he's still playing. If he wants to get out there, you say it's, it, it's there. This is the opportunity to win a game win it big and say, we're not dead. We can come back again. Am am I going to say they're not dead after a win against the bears? No. A win against the bears does absolutely nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. So I don't want to come up and say if they win the bears they are winning out, it does nothing for me, but say, Hey, they're alive. They are somewhat floating. The mouth is like above air, but like they, they haven't lost nine games yet. They're not mathematically eliminated. I guess what? Neither are the Texans. Okay. Yeah. Neither are like we looked up. Really, Tanner I mean, they the were show. mathematically eliminated the day they hired Lovey Smith as coach. That's that's what Tanner said. Yeah, before the season started. So that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but at the same time, right? If he plays, where we've been all the all the side of benching him, right? So the pros of him playing, like this, could be a great time to start preparing for next year. You know, you have a young, unproven wide receiver core. Continue to build your rep art tech. Continue to build confidence in Christian Watson. And, and again, this is, I think that's a prime opportunity to do. So you got a lot of young players, at least on that offense, grow together, right? That's an opportunity here. Start preparing for next season. Maybe we're looking, you know, next year we're saying, hey, those Packers won three straight at the end of last year, right? They started to turn a corner. Like, there are reasons to play him for the rest of the year. But do they outweigh the cons of him continuing, you know, to, to take a toll on his body this far into his career? He's even saying, I don't know if I'm even going to play next year. In, in his most recent interview, he said, Are you, have you decided? They ask him every week. They ask him every single week, and he always gives them an answer. I don't know. I have not decided if I'm playing next year because he loves – he's got to love the drama. Or, or he, would, he would put I mean, the bed. He would, he would I mean, he is about the drama. Like, like he answers this question every single week, I feel like, and – uh, but if love plays, it starts it, it even more further and further uh, uh, excites, I should say, also the quarterback controversy conversation. It's like, man, he goes out there and wins and plays well. People are going to be saying, don't even bring Aaron back next year. Look for a trade and get rid of that $50 million cap hit. Yeah, to like 
it's the Vikings so... or something, you know, and then he just uh, it's it's the same story. I can't get over it. Yeah, it's that'd be hilarious if he was the Vikings. History repeats be, itself. Yeah, that would we be phenomenal. If we don't learn from the his from the mistakes that we've made. Phenomenal. But it looks like he's gonna be playing this week. Let's see. I'd give it one more week, but if I see anything injury wise, I'm pulling Aaron Rodgers, I'm putting out Jordan Love, and I'm looking at next year's draft class. <laughs> I'm already doing it. They should already be doing that. But that's what I'm doing. In other news, okay. In other news, the Jets went against our advice, Tanner. They said we might bench Zach Wilson. We said, no, don't do that. <laughs> No, bad Jets. Don't bench your number two overall pick from last year. Bad idea. They did it anyway. Mike White, 315 yards, three touchdowns. They won 31 to 10. Right now, it's really easy to say they did the right thing. Mike White's better than Zach Wilson. Boom. Go Robert Sala. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, That is where I want to come. And say I was easy. wrong. That's the easy and, way. Yeah, it's easy. And and Robert Solid made the right choice. And but you gotta think more than one game against the Bears. Like the Bears might be one of the worst defenses in the NFL. They they just and, traded all of their defensive players yeah. that were worth anything away. Okay. Yeah, like, like the Bears are not in a win now mode. You played uh Trevor Simeon, who was injured. You were pretty close to having to play Nathan Peterman in this game. I thought like, he was. Yes. Good. Yes. The Jets looked very good. Doesn't make me that confident in the Jets moving forward. No. I still think Zach Wilson is probably the better play long term, but I am excited to see Mike White. I think Mike White's going to play again this week. And yeah, I, I mean, how do you not? You got to play him. Yeah. Yeah. You obviously got to play him. And then I'm excited to see what he looks like because if he, if he does it again this week, I will be I will be singing a different tune. Yeah, if you keep doing it, I'm going to have to come around, right? If you keep showing it to me and showing it to me, I can't say the sky is green, and you keep pointing it to the sky and telling me it's blue. I'm like, no, it's green. No. Like, mm-hmm. he's Mike White's playing well. Like, if he keeps doing it, you're, yeah. you're going to have to just accept it. And uh, but that's all I've been thinking about is, like, not in general, like, as far as the Jets go. Yeah, all I've been thinking about the Jets every single day, all they know. <laughs> I got Robert Sala, Mike White on my mind, though. Is what is next, right? What is next here? Is Mike White the guy? There's a lot of teams with that question. Is Oh, there are. But, like, is Mike White the guy? That's, is Mike White the guy? I say I no. Think, I mean, probably not. Probably not. Right? Probably like, not. Like, like, how many fifth-round quarterbacks are, but. Is he, Zach Wilson the guy? Yeah, exactly. I don't, probably not. I don't know. But in the limited sample size, Mike White's head, he has looked good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think he deserves so a chance, and I, think it, and I think it's too easy to tell. So is Zach going to Carolina? Indy? Where's that going? <laughs> is that what those teams want? Do they want another just rental quarterback? Commanders? Don't you feel like those teams want – a, a long-term option like you know they've I mean? been looking for that though for a while so it's just a revolving door and they keep swinging for the fences and missing so why not keep swinging keep swinging brother and this was another option out there that's all i'm thinking about though is what's next does zach come back from this like like you, you keep rolling with mike white i guess until he flames out 
that's the thing. You roll with Mike White until a, a bad performance comes, which I would say probably will. I'm not betting against the guy or anything. I'm, be- I'm, I'm, I'm betting for him, man. I really am. Like Mike White is the story, is a, is a great fun. story. He's fun. And honestly, I'm going to be real here. Okay, I test. I'm watching football. I saw Mike White last year. I saw him just on Sunday. I don't think there's a big difference, if not a difference at all. If you could even lean and say Mike White has been the better quarterback so far for the Jets, like, like, like I test even stats lean his way. They yeah. do. They lean his way. I don't think it's a big difference, or even if there is a difference. But I, I, I see what the Jets did. I'm happy they went out there and got a win. I just think this causes so much more problems. And now, like we talked about last week, they're entering the quarterback market in this. I don't know. I don't think Mike White's the guy. So I just for sure is it up for me. Yeah. I mean, I, how many games have we seen Mike White for three in his NFL career? Five. Is it? Five? I think he played four last year. At least I think he played. Four I know he, four, I know he three. left a game early and then I think he started another I'm game. Gonna say five. But I'm going to say five, he's looked okay. Like he's, I, I, I don't want to say it's Mills I, I, thing, right? Like, yeah. Like he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess it's pretty similar. Like, but I, I don't want to say he's not the guy because I don't know yet. You know exactly. But I, don't I mean, know. if I was a betting man, I would say Mike White is not going to be your 2023 opening day starter for the New York Jets. No, I'd probably put all my whole FanDuel account on that. I <laughs> put everything on that. There was a there was a number. Your for bet US account. Oh, am I bet? Yeah, yeah, and bet US. Yeah. Rightfully so. All the bet U.S. money is going right in there. It's tough, though, man. It's so tough for the Jets. Uh, but on the bright side, let's not say poor, poor Jets. Your defense is freaking great. Elite. Your, your offense is has a bunch of star young players that are getting better. They're young. So they, like I said, it's nothing but happy times, honestly, besides like the quarterback spot. And then maybe the offensive line, you can even say, needs to improve. But the offensive line is just hurt. Like, they're, yeah, exactly. they're good. They're just hurt. Exactly. So it's like there are, you know, look, you can be glass half filled. But for the Jets, I guess we're going empty and how it just causes all these problems. Let's pivot and talk about a team I'm a fan of. You're a fan of. We know people who are fans of this team, the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. But they've been disappointing. Like, I hate to say it. Yeah. I, I, I am, I, I'm a Ravens guy. Like, if I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I think I've told you, I, I'm looking at the Niners. I'm looking at the Ravens. You know, like, these mm-hmm. are my two other favorite teams, really. And it's been disappointing. They just lost to the Jaguars 28-27. to And they led in that fourth quarter by two scores. Yeah. Yeah. Get back to what you said about the Ravens. Like, I feel like everyone has those teams. Where they're not, like, your favorite team. But, like... There's teams at the time that you really like. You're not like a long-term Ravens fan, but no. you're like a, a current Ravens fan. You I, know? Like the, the, I like the yeah. quarterback. I like yeah, I like, I like yeah. the players. Yeah. yeah. So I think everyone has those teams. Right. I think those teams make uh, life fun when your team's not as good, which is how my team is right now. I was going to say, my Cowboys are <laughs> – hey, as of right now, you know our two teams are set to face off in the first round of the playoffs. You know that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know that, right? Yeah, all right. Keep it rolling, I mean, though. We'll keep it rolling. But uh, <laughs> what was the question about Morgan? So basically, they just lost to the Jags, right? 28 to 27. Yep. Another lead blown. They keep blowing leads, yep. right? They, they were up nine in the fourth. They blew a 10-point lead to the Giants earlier this year. They blew a 10-point lead to Buffalo this year. And they're up 35 to 14 in, on Miami in the fourth quarter. Okay? Yep. They blew all those leads. 
it's been a it's been a consistent thing this year now. I've been I've been trying to turn my head and look the other way and think, nah, they're still a good team. They're just, you know, bad luck, not not their game, stuff like yeah. that. But it continues to happen. I can't look away. I don't know if I think this team, I don't let me say this. I'm gonna say it confidently. I don't think this team is a is a contender in the AFC in the NFL anymore. I don't think so. I don't think so. I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying. I just feel like at wide receiver, they are so they got nothing, man. Deshaun Jackson is their best receiver right now. <laughs> okay, come on, like, I, 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 come on. And then defensively, they had all this hope. They just traded for Roquan Smith, and their defense isn't even good. It's not even good. So all those things, it's, it's, it's at least underwhelming. It's disappointing. So I'm out. This, yeah. season, I, I'm still a fan. I'm this season though. I don't think Lamar can get it done. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like unfortunately I find myself in the same boat. Uh, my Super Bowl prediction is not looking incredible right now. Oh, right, yeah, forgot about that. That's so, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, hey, you know, you went to be fair, your, your NFC pick isn't looking too great either. To be fair, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you went hey, to lose some. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like, like. You just got to be real with this team. You got to be real. We're not going to beat up on him too much. Like, it's not like it's all Lamar's fault. He's not playing great. Like, I have a set. He's two for I mean, 10. Yeah. But, but, I mean, he's not playing. He's not playing defensive back either. It's not exactly. He's not playing every position out there. And, like, but, two, I do have to say the facts. I, I, I hate to do this on my man Lamar Jackson like this, but, like, he is two for 10 in the red zone past two weeks passing the ball. He's two for 10. He is. Just a sh- he's not getting it done to be nice. He's not getting it done these last two weeks. Two for ten, and they're three of nine as far as getting points. Um, sorry, three of ten these last two games as far as in the no, no three of nine. I'm sorry, in the red zone these past two weeks as well. As getting as any games. points? Yeah, games. They're three of nine. Like, like, like this is just because they've been turning the ball over at times. Like this is not the same team. That you know, we saw last year when they were when, you know, midseason, they were going off. Lamar was doing everything. The defense was playing. Like, this is not that team. This wide receiver core, like I didn't, I didn't think they would be missing Hollywood Brown so much, but man, are they? I'm out. I'm out. From what I've seen this year, I'm like, how is this a contending football team? They are not. And the Bengals are going to win. They might win. I don't think they're going to win this weekend, but they might win this weekend, and they're going to take first place in that division. Perhaps is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, last year, didn't the Ravens fall apart right down the stretch to not make the playoffs? Exactly like, like this. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, and then the Bengals caught fire right at the end. Exactly like they're doing right now. It, I've, I've seen this before, Casey. Yeah, man, it's it's disappointing. It really is. But uh, I'm out. Lamar, still a fan. I got your, you know, your, your jersey, as Tanner calls him. So I'm not getting rid of that or anything, but man, you're not winning it this year. Start looking for next year. Get this man a receiver or two. Get him another running back who can actually see, be on the on the field. See what Jalen Hurts looks like in Philadelphia with now that he has good receivers. Yeah, without, we, we we saw it. We saw it. It was a couple years ago when whenever he first went in. Again, he wasn't the player he is now, but we saw it. Okay, wasn't great. It wasn't great, and it's what we're seeing from Lamar Jackson right now. Not a contending team. And now, my friend, you have got off the hook long enough. Tanner, you went to Cleveland. You watched the Bucks and the Browns. They lost in overtime. I watched them punt to each other a bunch. 
I was up, so I was tentatively, you know, going back. I was going back and forth on this game. If you were there, so I was, I was checking the score, stuff like that, going and checking it on my phone, quick live stream, stuff like that. When I saw 17 to 10 with less than a minute left in the game, I turned over. I said, okay, good for Tanner, good for the Tampa Bay. Maybe I was the jinx. I might have jinxed this game for you because I saw it. I said, okay, this one's done. I turned it over. I wasn't even interested in it. Then I came back, and they were in overtime. And the Browns had the ball. <laughs> that's that's what it came that is. So they ended up losing. You were there. Walk me through with your eyes. What did you see, man? The floor is yours. What did you see? Well, I saw a lot of uh, Cor- Corey uh, Bjorovic or whatever, the punter for the Browns, and a lot of uh, Jake Camarda for the Bucks. I saw a bunch of punting. Your two favorite I saw, players? I saw two teams. Uh, Neither one of them wanting to score, like, ever. Uh, both offenses were extremely conservative in their play call. Um, someone did donuts on the field the day before, so there was just big black rings in the middle of the field. Seriously? Um, a skunk got into the stadium. Saw that. Saw that. Uh, so it was just a pretty intense. Uh, so it was a Browns game on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so going into this game, Tom Brady, 218 and zero when leading by seven or more points with at the two minute warning in the fourth quarter in his career. 218 and zero. When I left that stadium, he was 218 and one. Oh. I looked whenever we got the ball, we got the ball with, I, I don't know. Remember the exact clock because I no, didn't. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I don't want to relive it that much, <laughs> but we have the ball around two forty left. Mm. I look at my wife and I say, <laughs> we're about to call the three most conservative plays. You can imagine and punt it back to them and they're going to come down the field and tie it. They, we called three. Super conservative plays like we had all game, punted it to them. They went down and they scored. David Njoku with a great catch, an awesome catch mm-hmm. in the end zone to send it in overtime. And when it went in overtime, I was like, there's no way we're going to win this game. But we get the ball, mm-hmm. we get down there, penalty, ruins the drive, got to punt it to them. We stop them. Get the ball back. We have a big return. Called back due to a holding. Started on our 13-yard line. We. Dude. <sighs> it was just like. But, okay. And then, but that that's just overtime. That's just the play calling in overtime. But to end regulation. Dude. We. Dude. Get the, ball back with, get the ball back with 35 seconds-ish. Half a minute. Uh, yeah. On the yeah. Um, we call a screen pass. We get about what six yards back? Four, yeah, four, like five. Let's put yeah, it at five. Yeah, medium gain. Not, not nothing like it wasn't a shot downfield. We don't call a timeout when we have three. Same thing with the Jeff Saturday thing, man. On Monday then, night, and, like call a timeout. And then we took a shot downfield the next play and call a, a timeout with six seconds left. So like you waste uh, essentially yeah. 30, 25 seconds. Yeah. It's like, 25 seconds. It's it's like if you're going to take that shot with Julio Jones, the next play, like 
Call a timeout. Get a timeout. Get him some. Get him some air in his lungs, right? And and and, and you know, get that play call organized. And, that, and that's your guy. Right. Take, take a timeout. We're all on the same page. We're going to Julio. We're, you know, this is the play call. Instead, you're rushing. You rush the play. You don't mm-hmm. convert. And then this. And then Tristan Wirfs got hurt in overtime too. Uh, man, it's just like the hardest thing. And then I just had to get heckled by Browns fans wearing Deshaun Watson jerseys full time, just chanting and like, ah, man, it was not an incredible. That's a rough one, dude. That's a rough one. I've now seen the Bucks play three times, three losses. I don't know if you should go a fourth time. (laughs) I I say, no, no, there we go. You go a fourth. If it's 0 and 4, you don't go a fifth. <laughs> That's kind of what it goes. I got I got we gotta play the Texans or something. You gotta go gotta go to a gimme or something game. Yeah, you gotta go to a gimme game. But Aren't yeah, the Browns supposed to kind of be that? I wasn't gonna say that, but since you went there, yeah, you know, kind of. Kind of, but I don't know, man. It was tough. Speaking of Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, actually, before we move on and talk about the Browns, really quickly for you, where on the – because we keep checking in every single week with a Tanner file confidence level, confidence scale. You know, winning Super Bowl, no, not making playoffs, where are we? Like, where are we? Uh, I'm way more confident in not making the playoffs than winning the Super Bowl. So two weeks ago or a week ago, I think you were like an S7 or an 8, I think is what you kind yeah, of no, Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tristan Wirth's getting hurt like – Two or three. Or I, I, right I now. think – there is a possibility we don't win another game, but it's a low point right now for ten or like, five folks. I just point. don't know how we're going to protect Brady, and Brady can't move, you know, and like our offense just isn't good enough. Right how about now. Fournette? Is he healthy? Maybe for next week. Maybe next play this week. week. Yeah, maybe next week. Rashad White looked good though. Yeah, that is one of the things I think Rashad. I I think should be. Yeah, Fournette is looks better though. Yeah, looks better as far that. as running the football, yes, he is. More burst, stuff like that. Speaking of Cleveland, though, let's move on. Enough about that for you. You know, enough about that. They are getting a team you like to talk about, though, the Cleveland Browns. You know, they are getting a controversial quarterback, Deshaun Watson, back this week. He hasn't played since 2020. You know, it's been it's been a while since. I think it was 2019-2020 season was the last season he played in. The team is coming off. You know, a big overtime win against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. They're saying, we're not dead. We're not done. You know, Joku after the game, that was his post-game press conference. Like, hey, we're not dead. We're not done. Don't sleep. What are you saying? With Deshaun Watson coming back, you think they can make a playoff run? They're 4-7 and seven right now, I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, no. Because I, I, realistically, you'd have to win out. And the odds that you're going to win out aren't. That was your prediction, wasn't it, at the beginning of the season? You said Deshaun comes back and they make the playoffs, right? Like that was kind of yeah, yeah. But I, I think I had, I think I had him at like five and six. So like, I feel like that one game is a oh, it's big big. difference when it comes to this. When it comes to Browns, it seems five and seven. I feel like you have a lot more confidence coming in. Mm -hmm. But you play the Texans, play the Bengals, who the Browns somehow always beat. The Ravens, who have blown a bunch of leads. Saints, Commanders, Steelers, so all winnable games. Tell me but they're not. But they're they're not going to. I am not. This team is not making the. I'm, I'm trusting in the Browns to Brown. Exactly. Exactly. And this guy hasn't played in a while, man. It's it's. But he's it's, good. 
It's been a while, but last time he was playing, yeah, I forget what stat he led the league in, but this dude was leading the league in either touchdown, touchdown Maybe passes yards. or yards. Yeah, one way he was leading the league in it, right? He, he was he was playing great. And now he's got a number one receiver. He's got a top three running back this season in Nick Chubb. The defense has been a bit of a roller coaster. I haven't played as great as we thought, but you know the offense is there. He's got a number one receiver. But David Johnson. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. The rust and the pressure. It's the pressure on this. This, this isn't just any old game, a, a week one start for Deshaun Watson. No. Everything that's gone on with him the past two years, he's been like the the the, the disgust of the of the sports world, right? Everyone just kind of saying, ew, on Deshaun Watson right now, rightfully so. Okay, no one you know, saying bashing the Browns, how could you give up that much for a player like this? Stuff like that. You know, he's been dumpster fire no one wants a piece of, of deshaun watson right now right so all that pressure on him and then and then you haven't played in years a brand new offense brand new players right and then you're playing your old team you're playing your old team where all that stuff happened where all that stuff happened and all of those victims right or or accusers whatever whatever are, are a lot of them are gonna be at all the game. but yeah no a lot of them are gonna be at the game okay there's gonna be i think it was like 15 was the number they put it at 10 to 15 out of like, you know, the numerous numbers that there were right. 10 to 15. That's pressure, man. That is the, all the NFL world, all the sports world is watching you. How you answer that. I I am not expecting a a huge performance from Deshaun Watson. And I want to say I might be putting the Browns on upset alert this weekend. Let me just put that out there. I was going to say like, how, Good does Deshaun Watson have to be? Because the playing the Texans, and as much as I'm sure the Texans are going to be fired up for this game, I, it's the NFL. They are. We know they, it's the NFL, and we know anything can happen week to week. They're pretty bad, Casey. I I know they're bad. I know they're bad. All I'm saying is, I'm not picking them. They're not my underdog or anything like that. I'm just saying. I watch a show. First things first. Very good on Fox Sports. They do a thing called Upset Alert. Maybe I'm copying them here, right here. I am putting, I'm putting them on upset alert, man. The the Browns. I am. I think it's a possibility something happens here. I'm not picking it. I'm not saying go put your money on it. I just want you to keep your eye on it. Okay, you just keep your eye open for that. Now we got a, about a minute here left in the first half. How about the Washington Commanders, man? They are seven and five. They've won six out of their last seven. Let me ask you this though: Can they keep it up? You think this team's making a playoff push in the NFC East, which is so tough? Yeah, uh, they sit seven and five as the seven seed right now. They Crazy. play back to back games against the Giants. They play them, and then they have the bye week, and then they play them again. If they can go two and zero in those games, I think they for sure make it. If they go zero and two, I would say they for sure do not make it. One and one, one of those teams makes it. I just don't know which one it's going to be. I do think the Commanders are a little bit better than the Giants. Healthier. Yeah, and I just think Taylor Heineke's kind of got something going. He's got that with magic, that, man. With that run game, and then their defense is really starting to be what we thought they were. Be what Commanders they were a couple are, years ago, right? So, Commanders, yeah. Commanders are kind of scary. Defense is legit. They're rallying under Heineke. They're playing for him. Good for Washington. Yeah, I think I take them over the Giants going forward to make the playoffs as well. 
Let's go ahead, though, Tanner, take a quick break, come back. That was last week. We'll take a quick break, come back, and take our, and do, I'm sorry, our picks of the week for the upcoming slate in the NFL. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half, let's continue on with our picks of the week, like we always do in the second half of our shows. Back at it again, and I am just thankful for a two-and-two week, my friend. I am 21, 22, and one on the year. How about you? I went two, one, and one. Okay, another another push. Yeah, Jordan Love got the push for me with that, uh, uh, that late touchdown. So I'm a half game behind you at 20, 22, and two. All right, looking pretty good. My over and unders have been struggling. I went two and oh, though, on my favorite and underdog last week. So let's get right to it. Got to have some better luck on those over and unders. And Tanner, we'll start with you. What's your over this week? Over, I went Commanders, Giants, 40 and a half. I think both these defenses are good. Yeah. I don't necessarily think the Giants defense is great they're pretty injured mm-hmm. I think the Falcons I mean I think the uh commanders, commanders defense commanders defense can be had a little bit maybe by this Giants offense that I think can be a little dangerous at times mm-hmm. and they've Saquon Four, Barkley yeah four and a half is pretty low I was I was hovering that that was a game where I'm like okay it's gonna be around 40 like, it's going to be around this. The question is, like, yeah, can it get a little over? We'll see. In-division matchup for me, so I'll definitely be watching that game. I'm looking at the Bills and Patriots on Thursday night. Okay, it's at 43-and-a-half, in-division matchup as well. Uh, New England, though, you know, off a nice 26-point performance versus Minnesota on Thanksgiving. Buffalo averages 28, you know, 30 points a game almost. They're, they're putting up points every time they hit the field. They just allowed Jared Goff and the Lions to score to keep it close. I think the Patriots can do something similar here. I think the play is over 43 and a half on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, the one thing I would say is both these defenses at times can be real shut down. So I feel like this game's either going to be like 50 something points or like 42 oh points. it's gonna be yeah low or high is kind of what this thing is gonna yeah. be so i'm betting on the high i'm taking like, the over what's your what's your under gonna be this week for under uh we talked about this game maybe a little bit in the first half browns texans yeah at 47 points uh i think this texans offense is terrible i think this texans offense is one of the worst units in the NFL, the bottom five uh, side of the ball for anybody in the league. This Browns defense isn't great, but I think they can get rid of this Texans offense pretty easily. They're starting Kyle Allen, who's – talked about not having enough big enough, big enough sample size of Mike White to know. I've had a big enough sample size, Kyle Allen. He is not good. No, he's bad. He, he's not I a starting just, quarterback. No. If he tears them up and Tom Brady couldn't, I'm going to be a little upset. Oh, you should be like offended almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. And then on the other side, I think this Browns offense is 
pretty good, but I think they're going to be not firing on all cylinders. First game with a new quarterback. Think of it kind of like a season opener. He's only practiced with the team for two weeks. Yeah. That's barely less been around time. the team. Yeah, that's less time than training camp. So I don't expect the Browns' offense to be firing on all cylinders. The Texans' defense is actually kind of decent at times, at least on defensive backs. And But under just makes too much sense, I feel like, in this game. It's at 47? 47. Yeah, that's high for the Browns in any game involving the Texans. So I was eyeing that one, too. My under... One that's going to be close to you. I got the Bucks and the Saints at 40 points. Okay, it's already a little bit of a low line, but who knows what what I as I don't know what I can expect from either of these offenses. The Saints just got shut out. Okay, they just got yeah. shut out. They scored as many points as you and I. Zero. Tampa inconsistent. You know that better than anybody. As inconsistent yeah. as it gets offensively, and you know conservative at times, like you said. Very capable defenses, though. Both defenses are capable. They the, the Saints just held the Niners offense to 13 points. Okay, we know yeah. capable, right? That That's the word I would use. Not good, bad, great, capable. Last time they played, 30 points were scored. Time before that, nine points were scored. I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a, be a very fun game to watch unless you're a fan of defense. I think under 40 points on Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's how I'm my, feeling. My, I mean, my brain wants to tell me that it should, like, the Bucks should be able to score enough to not be involved in a forty-point game. But that's not what this year has told me. That's not what every game I've watched has told me. This offense is not good. The connection between Brady and the big play receivers is not there. It's not there. Him and Evans. I, it's just... yeah, I think. It, I think it's primarily play calling. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. It's not so there. I, I, I don't I, expect I much. I don't hate it. Yeah. And then I don't think the Saints are going to – I think the 49ers defense is about the same as our defense. I give the nod to the Niners, but, yes, it's good. De- I, I give the nod to the Niners. There, there's not, some not, not, enough, not enough to make it 40. No. No. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're correct. Yeah, that's why I like – I like under 40 points here. What's your favorite? My favorite is – Team the, you like to win this weekend. The LA Chargers oh. against Las Vegas Raiders. Only minus one against the Raiders. Uh, I think every time you play this game in your head, you probably see the Chargers winning this game. The Raiders are still the same team that we think kind of stinks. Yeah. I'm out. The I'm Char- out on the them. Char- the Chargers yeah. team getting a little healthier. J- Justin Herbert had a big win last week. I think he probably does it again. And if he wins, the odds he's going to win by more than a point are pretty good. Yeah, I like it. That's, that's a pick them. It's yeah, a pick them. And uh, I think you picked the right side. I got the Chargers as well this weekend. I, for my favorite, though, I took the Vikings. Okay, I took the Vikings, a team I've been higher on than you this year. You probably don't love this pick, but I got the Vikings minus three against the Jets. When I see this matchup, it's a 1 p.m. in Minnesota. Okay, the Jets got to go play the Vikings at home. Like I said, it's a 1 p.m. no prime time crap with Kurt Cousins. And I, I, I've said this when they lost to Dallas. Even. I'm not selling my stock on this team. 
despite that every team has a stinker. That was a really bad one, but every team has one, if not a couple of them. I'm not going to say this team's done or anything, and I'm also not sold, like we talked about earlier, on the Mike White Jets. I'm not sold. Can they stop this offense? You're probably right. Can they stop this offense? Okay, a high-powered offense, and can they keep up? with Minnesota's like, can they keep up with Minnesota's offense and can they stop it? That's kind of the question I have on this team. I am more sure on the Vikings than I am the jets. So I got the Vikings minus three is my favorite this week. All right. And then for, and then for underdog. Yeah. I went with another essential pick them. I went lions plus one against the Jags. Yeah. I'll tell you this earlier. Uh, I heard this somewhere else, but this is kind of the who's next bowl right. for right. the NFL. I don't think either one of these teams are going to do anything this year. No. But I think whoever wins this game, people are going to be talking about as their, their sneaky pick going into the 2023 season. I mean, both have really good young players. You know, both do. Both are frisky. You know, play teams close. They've been a little disappointing at times this year, but they play teams close. They have some remember nice the Lions have, victories. Remember the Lions have the Rams pick. So if they don't like – Yeah. Uh, if they decide that Jared Goff's not their long-term answer, oh. they, could, they could go get uh, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and yeah. it really might be that hard. And I think that might be the move, even though I – you know, Goff, I think, has proven something to, to both of us this year as to where yeah. we were ranking him as a bottom 10 – you know, quarterback, and it's like, okay, this guy has proven himself to be at least a top 20, top – I think you were saying top 17 is about where you were putting him earlier when we were talking. In like, my head. Just, in your head, yeah, yeah, just roughly, right? Like, he's proved some stuff this year. This fight – they've already had, like, what, four victories, I think they have this year, and they just played the Bills. And they play everyone close. So close, exactly. And they just played the Bills so close on Thanksgiving with everyone watching. Like, they're a tough out, and I think that's a good pick right there. For my underdog, I'm going – with a team that is on a hot streak. I think it continues. They're actually going up a team that's also feeling pretty hot right now. The Dolphins plus three and a half against the 49ers. Okay, I know this Niner team, everyone's pretty high. I'm high on them too. You know how much I like the Niners and Kyle Shanahan. This Niner team, though, has won four straight. The Dolphins have won five straight. A streak will be broken in this one, I'm a little worried about the 49ers defense. Uh, and, you know, this Miami, this Miami offense could, you know, face a little bit of a little bit of adversity here, I should say. But I think they're the they, lead matchup. I think they're the best or at least they could be the best offense in the league. McDaniel knows San Fran. OK, he knows them. I'm guessing he knows maybe how to throw Jimmy G off his game a little bit. I got the Dolphins this weekend plus three and a half. But at the same time, you could be thinking Cal Shanahan. Yes. Daniel knows the way Daniel plays. It works on both sides. It works on both sides. Such a fun game. McDaniel, though, I think I told you this off the mic. He is becoming my favorite coach in football. He might even be at this point my favorite head coach in the league. Shanahan's right there with him, but like he's getting there, man. What he does on the field and off the field, that's my kind of guy. I'm getting close. I got the Dolphins plus three. I think the Dolphins win this game. I got I got them this weekend. Who is your underdog? The Lions? Yeah. And hey, then what's game of the week, you think? Okay, so this week. Probably the best slate of games we've had all season. Mm-hmm. Great games littered up and down this slate. The Thursday night game is great. Bills Patriots in Fox. That's always a fun one. Yeah, always fun. 
Jaguars Lions is fun. Yeah. Titans Eagles is two playoff teams yeah. that so that's always interesting. Mm-hmm. You have Dolphins 49ers, the Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan thing with, yep. with both with two really good teams that we think could possibly have Super Bowl aspirations. You have a rematch of the AFC Championship last year, Chiefs Bengals. You have and then you have Saints Bucks Monday Night Football, which isn't a probably going to be the most interesting game, but it's super important. It's for, a good matchup, you know. It's a fun matchup. These two teams don't like each other, and the Bucks always underplay. And it they, seems and like, they, and they need to win both teams. And the Saints will be right back in it if they win this game. If they win this game, it, they are back in the hunt. They are back, and that that uh, division lead leader is still is it's in play for them a hundred percent. So a bunch so of fun games. So it's game of the week. It's a bunch of fun games. I'm probably going to go Chiefs Bengals rematch the AFC Championship because I think it's maybe not the. I mean, it might not be the best game, but I think it's, it might be the most fun game. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes could again possibly get Jamar Chase back for this game. Yeah, they're saying that. Yeah, you remember what he back. did the last two times he played the Chiefs. Yeah, you remember the AFC title game. This is an AFC title game rematch. Like this is. The game of the week, I think. Bengals, Chiefs, hopefully they're getting healthier. The Chiefs are rolling. We know what they're doing. What can they do against this Bengals team that took them down last year, though? You know, they twice. took them down. Yeah, twice. Exactly. But especially in the postseason where it's like, okay, the Bengals are playing the Chiefs. And, you know, how high I was in Cincinnati in the playoff. I picked them over uh, Tennessee. You know, it was like, no, you know, everyone was picking Tennessee. Yeah. I, I picked the Bengals. I didn't even pick Cincinnati against against the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, I didn't even pick them there. I just kind of showing you, like I I was surprised by this one. It is it was you know it was the Bengals when it came down to it, right? But it should be a good game, a fun game, and I think a high scoring game. I'm hoping so. This game of the week, and yep. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, like there you go. Yeah, that's I, your game. Like that's we're gonna see a lot of those matchups in the future, and I think this game could just be another notch in that long kind of rivalry. We saw Cincinnati beat them twice last year. We'll see. Maybe the Chiefs can beat them twice this year. Maybe they'll play twice this year as well. Who knows? It's going to be a fun one, though. Also, as far as the NFL goes. Very well could be twice. I'm heading to Dallas this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a fun one. Uh, And I've seen my Dallas Cowboys playing Sunday night football against the Jeff Saturday Colts. Okay, so I'm looking forward to it. See what they can do. They're favored to win by nine and a half right now, so – it's a big line, one I am staying away from, but one I am hoping they can cover. Also, though, it's not just the NFL happening right now. We've been talking about this. A lot of other stuff happened in sports, including why don't we start things off with, with the World Cup? That, that's not too much to talk about there, but I've been having a Hey, Yeah, exactly. It's been a fun time. They hung with England, who is a top three team in the entire tournament, top five team, whatever you want to put them at the very least, top, top three, four, five. Some could say they're the best, whatever you want to say. I, I, again, I'm not that knowledgeable, but as far as my knowledge does go, this is a, this is a, a very good team in, in this tournament. And they, it was zero, zero, man. They didn't let up a single goal, but on the other end of it, which has kind of been their problem, didn't score anything either. You know, like they've, they've been getting so many opportunities, it seems on goal. At least, especially against Iran, they did. But again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a bunch about soccer. But it's in my blood. I've been having a good time watching it. And what they play Saturday against the Netherlands. Yep, Saturday right. in the Netherlands. You've been watching uh, too, right? Yep, 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, I I thought the games have been 
about as entertaining as uh, yeah. uh, two goals in three games can be yeah. in the U.S. I mean, I've had a good tie, time though. Tie against Wales, uh, yeah, played them a bunch. They get a PK to tie it up with one of the best players, Gareth, Gareth Bale, and then you tie England, who everyone thought was gonna. I think England was a one and a half goal favorite, and they game. were saying how many goals are Which they going to score? Pretty big in soccer, you know, like how many goals? How many goals? Not like are they, you know, like so yeah, they were ready to win that game. Go ahead, though. And then we, I mean, we dominated at least the first half of yeah. the Iran game and then kind of go into a uh, defensive mode. I almost like prevent, you know, talking about the NFL. Yeah. Most like a prevent. Yeah, they run three up man deep. Yeah, that's what they were doing. But I've had a good time. And what I've seen so far, you know, it's winter go home at this point. But, like, why not? You know, why not? You know, let's pour a run again. Yeah, who? You, let's, let's see. Yeah, exactly. Man. I'm hyped. It's called soccer. Who won't? Um. No, like I said, but either, either way, it's been fun watching. Also, though, happening in sports. How about college football, my man? Even I'm like, man, this is getting exciting. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in America, I feel like college football might be the epicenter of the sports world right now. Right now. Uh, obviously, the pre-ultimate list of, or I don't know how you tell it. I always read that word. I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. The list before the final list of the college Brand football. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The list before the final list of free list, the, yeah, of the uh, college football playoff comes out. You have Georgia number one, clear best team in the country. Right, probably going to win another national championship back to back seasons. And then at number two, you have Michigan, who just beat Ohio State, who everyone thought a lot of people thought nice, was going to win the national, nice win the national championship. Yeah, dude, beat them by twenty. In Columbus, yeah. So both those teams probably for sure in, even if they were to, to somehow lose in their conference championship, which I don't think either one of them will. Right. And then at three, you have undefeated TCU. They hanging play, around, man. They're hanging in. They, yeah, they are. They play Kansas State, who ha- played them incredibly close in the regular season. Who's the number ten team in the country? They probably have to win to stay in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would think so. And then number four is USC, who right. is going into the Pac-12 championship after beating UCLA and Notre Dame back-to-back weeks in big games. And Caleb Williams, who's probably going to win the Heisman now after these last couple weeks, probably the best college quarterback in, Prospect. The, nation, in the nation right now. Yeah. And he's not even draft eligible. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably going to win the Heisman. Probably wouldn't be the number one pick if he was able to come out. They're number four. They play Utah, who is the only team to beat them. USC lost to them in Utah at night. They're playing neutral field in Vegas. If, but if they lose, that opens the door for Ohio State to get back in. Ohio State's number five. And what about, now, what about Alabama? But Alabama's number six. If TCU and USC were to lose, I feel like both those teams get in. And people are going to complain about a Mm -hmm. two-loss Alabama team Mm -hmm. getting into the playoff. Like, what can they not – what can they do? They keep getting away with it. That's what it comes down to. But, like, you're right. And if if they do that, like, they'll probably just, you know, win the national championship. Yeah. Because of Alabama, because but, they, but their two losses are 
by one to LSU mm-hmm. and by three to Tennessee. Yeah, totally. So four, uh, four plays yeah. and yeah. I mean four points, four and point difference, two there. seconds yeah. of play clock mm-hmm. between those two games because the one where they went for a two point conversion in overtime, like, like they were almost undefeated and being number one in the country. Yeah, I don't care. You know, if they make it, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not. It's Alabama. I feel like, I feel like, it's like, how don't they make it? Like you say, you just kind of laid it out there. It's not the worst thing in the world if they do. I'm really hoping. I've been, well, the one thing I have not been, again, keeping too close tabs on this season, but one thing I have been is TCU. That's the one team that They're honestly, fun. it's fun. They're it always fun. on TV. I wake I, I up TCU's on. I'm, I'm putting them on. That's kind of, that's kind of my Saturdays, right? I throw TCU on when I wake up. And, Dallas guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Represent. Even though I'm not, but like I, I root for the Dallas Cowboys, but still they were a fun watch and I am rooting for the undefeated season. Like I am officially on board. I'm officially rooting for it. Now I'm like, hey, I hope these guys can pull it off, make the playoff. From everything yeah, I've heard, they have teams. to do that though. They have to do that to make the playoff from everything I've heard. Yep. Three undefeated teams, Georgia, Michigan, TCU. Fun, man. It's fun. I mean, Next, Duggan is going to be a finalist for the Heisman too. Their quarterback, I think it's going to be between Caleb Williams, Max. Is he going to get drafted? Like maybe C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, top yeah. four. I think those will be the four finalists to go to New York. I don't know exactly when that's announced or if that. No, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of good players in college football. A lot of good teams coming down to it. Just if Max Duggan was going to be drafted. Yeah, I do not know that answer. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that's about it, though, for this week's episode. A lot going on in soccer, college football, not too much in the NBA. Warriors just lost. I don't want to talk about it much. Go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave a comment, review, a rating, whatever the platform you're listening on allows. Any feedback would be greatly appreciated here. Uh, I'm going to Dallas this weekend, though, guys. So go check mm-hmm. out the the social media pages to you know keep tabs on my journey to you know down south, if you want to say that, and uh, see my Dallas Cowboys play in Jerry World. So I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's a good time. Tanner, it's better than the game I went to for my team. Hopefully, it's better than the outcome you had. Exactly that. Wish me luck, everybody. But that's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
said you were upset at, you know, for the season ending. Let's open it with you. What, what are your first thoughts? What are your thoughts now? We've got about a day now to think about it. It's not an interesting move. I don't know if their title changes in any way. I don't know if it makes the team any better. coming back and playing the playoffs or it's because he's playing deep in the playoffs. No, this is without trips to the postseason. He can't play in the regular season. You know? Yeah. And he's and never he's been good. in the big moments. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. Go cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can hear you out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports.